so many people are employed by this corporation that is like the biggest scapegoat for uh, political um, kind of propaganda. Welcome to the Paris of the Plains. From Kansas City, I'm your host, Matt Hodep. People say it only takes seven seconds to make a lasting first impression. For most of us, that means we have to spend a lot of time and effort creating and crafting an outward appearance that shows the world what we're like inside. Ken Stanley, who you heard a few minutes ago, is an artist from Kansas City. His most recent project involved painting a mural across the outside wall of Planned Parenthood's Patty Browse Health Center on Emanuel Cleaver Boulevard. This is a story about first impressions. This is a story about the image of an organization. I got an email from a, a friend of mine that I went to school with. So she said, you know, there's this uh, request for proposals um, by Planned Parenthood. You know, you should check it out. And, you know, I was like, okay, this is def- definitely something I want to do. So, um, you know, I contacted them with my portfolio, with my, with my proposal, which was, you know, I, I gave them three concepts and they kind of picked the one they liked the best. But they were all pretty similar to each other. Um, and the one they picked was, you know, the one you see where it's like um, two women uh, in kind of a... A medical setting. I wanted people to be able to kind of project themselves on the on the two of them and say, okay, this is if if you're a healthcare professional, saying, okay, this is me doing the same thing I would be doing, but for you know Planned Parenthood. And if you are a, a local you know community member who needs healthcare, but never necessarily wanted to go in because of all the stigmas, to look at you know to, just to be able to look at the at the two of them talking and think, okay, that could be me, or that that that's what happens inside the building. And then it, as it goes over, it kind of transitions into a neighborhood scene. Um, I like to think of it as kind of like a magical realism, um, idealized neighborhood, you know. And uh, there's fam- there are kids playing in the street, and there's a family walking their dog. And um, the idea being, you know, this is Planned Parenthood. This isn't like, uh, these aren't a bunch of evil people here trying to kill your babies like everyone thinks. Like, they're, they're there for the community, and they're there to benefit everyone around them. The good thing about being an artist is you kind of, you can't really shy away from controversy, you know, that's kind of our job is uh, to be controversial. And so in that way, it's great. I think um, most people understand that if they look at my portfolio and they look at what I do, that I'm not going to discriminate against uh, any kind of business or whatever. And you know, I, I'm Catholic, raised Catholic, confirmed, go to church with my parents, you know, that kind of thing. And so. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of both sides of it in a way because a lot of uh, a lot of Christians that they're kind of diehard anti-abortion uh, activists, you know, where it, it's just it's hard to be um, diehard religion and also be American. For me to discriminate them as a, as a painter and they want a visual communicator, that that wouldn't be very American for me to discriminate against them when that's a, it's the best job for me and I'm the best man for them in terms of doing the job. Um, and it, it's just, uh, I don't know, you, you realize so many people work for a company that their maybe friends and family don't approve of their job and they think they're doing something bad when really it's just, they're, they're doing a service for the community, you know? And so it was really, uh, it was really nice for me to be able to see, I guess, that side of it, the, the kind of inside and, and to see how much they really appreciated, 
uh, for once having a positive news story that was around them, you know, like, look at this painting we have, you know, and this, it's, it's, it's not like, they were also kind of beat down, you could tell, by just the media nonstop and having to explain things, I'm sure, to fam friends and family, because it beat me down, you know, I was, so when I'm telling people, oh, I'm working on this job for Planned Parenthood, and they're like, oh, you know, what's that all about? At the end of it, I think that what I benefited most from was just getting uh, a more progressive view on the whole issue. I think Planned Parenthood is, has become synonymous with the culture wars that we are fighting as a nation. That's Laura McQuaid. President and CEO, Planned Parenthood of Kansas and Mid-Missouri. I drove out to her office in Overland Park to ask her how she thinks the mural plays into Planned Parenthood's image. I think it was a really wonderful opportunity to dispel um, myths. Um, I'm here to say for the thousandth time, Planned Parenthood is a healthcare provider. It looks like the inside of the majority of other doctor's offices in the United States. That's what it looks like. There's a waiting room, there's a reception desk, there are examination rooms. And I think trying to normalize that for the community and also being much more open to having the community come in, that was an important exercise. Our muralist, Ken Stanley, began the project um, the actual painting on the wall right about the same time that uh, those videos started to come out. The videos she's referring to were filmed undercover by an anti-abortion activist and purported to capture a Planned Parenthood representative selling fetal tissue, which is illegal. The governor of Kansas, Sam Brownback, used those allegations during his State of the State speech, in which he called for a cut to all state Medicaid funding for Planned Parenthood. A grand jury in Houston later cleared Planned Parenthood of all wrongdoing and discredited the videos. An investigation in Kansas also cleared the organization. But Governor Brownback has stuck by his comments. This is really very much a political exercise in the state of Kansas. With regard to Medicaid funding, federal regulations around the Medicaid program say that Medicaid recipients must have the right to choose the qualified provider that they determine is best for them. And so in other states that have tried to pull Medicaid for political reasons, they have lost time and time again in the courts. And um, so if Governor Brownback chooses to go beyond political rhetoric um, and attempt to pull Planned Parenthood's Medicaid funding in the state of Kansas, we would fight him every step of the way in the courts and in the court of public opinion. McQuaid believes Planned Parenthood's biggest image challenge is that they've often been viewed as a safety net provider for uninsured patients. But they're trying to change that by expanding their health services this year into transgender care, pre- and postmenopausal care, and PrEP care, which reduces the chance of contracting HIV for those with a high risk of infection. Planned Parenthood will always be there to provide services for those who cannot afford. And so we're not talking about cutting that out. We really want to make it a both-end story so that we can provide care to a full spectrum of patients, um, inclusive of income level, inclusive of uh, gender, inclusive of sexual sexual orientation and identity, you know, inclusive of the services um, and age that they are. Um, Planned Parenthood really takes on these culture wars. It really is about determining who we want to be as a nation. Um, what do we want to be supportive of? Do we want to be open, inclusive, 
non-judgmental. Those are all things that really are, for me, synonymous with the name Planned Parenthood. Is that who we want to be, or do we want to be exclusionary, judgmental, um, stigmatizing? And that really is why Planned Parenthood consistently finds itself in those crosshairs. And um, human sexuality is very much at the heart of those culture wars. Thanks to Ken Stanley and Laura McQuaid for sharing their story with us. You can always listen to our other stories at www.fountaincityfrequency.com. While you're there, check out Fountain City Frequency's new show, Ghost Notes, an investigation of unheard musical stories hosted by Hannah Copeland. All our music is original and composed by Jamie Searle. Matthew Sullivan is our design guy, and I'm Matt Hodap. Thanks for listening.